You're listening to Roadie, the Billy and Ben podcast. Being cool or doing the right thing sometimes doesn't get you what you want because one time when I was working in news and I was assigned to go and film Barry, Barry Obama. Barry Obama? Any yeah. any relation that to uh, Obama? Oh, the Obama. Barack. Oh, he's, he was... Oh, Barry Obama. Yeah. We, we were doing a lot. We were at a life point, so we were plugged in somewhere. And the journalist who was pregnant... And there was a big crowd there. We were not terribly close. We were probably, you know, like 20 metres away over the road. Uh And my job was sort of like just assisting. And I had to also make sure that this woman that's very heavily pregnant was, um, you know, people weren't pushing up against her. So I was sort of doing, you know, creating a bit of a barrier between the the cameraman and her and... um, the crowd, and um, I had to sort of keep checking that she was okay, and I see people walking into this building, and I think I saw um, Hillary go in, and then a bunch of other people, and I actually, because I was doing the Hillary, right thing... Hillary Clinton? Yeah. Oh, Because wow. I was doing the right thing, I didn't see Obama go in. I missed it. So, like, I was there in his space, but... Um, I did not see him. Because... You're talking about Barry Obama. Is that his first name? Is Barry? I think people call him Barry. I called. I said to my uncle when I was in New York. I said I called him um, Obama, and he's. He said his name's Barack, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I forget that his first name's not Obama. That Are you saying that you were like in the same zone as Barack? I was in the same zone, oh, but I didn't have, get eyes on him. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. Because that's I was be... trying to protect this pregnant woman. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you were doing your job. That's what's important. I know, but I shouldn't have done the job. I should have, like, because, you know. Yeah, but what if somebody stabbed her in the stomach with their microphone cord or something like that? Or or or, or stick mm. and she, or, or they pushed her, then you would have probably felt bad about that. So I would have felt pretty bad that, you know, I was just, like, looking out for Obama. You know, you do the right thing, you and I. That's actually why you and I became friends, Billy, because you did the right thing for me when I first met you um, on that shoot, and I got a parking fine, um, and I didn't know you, you didn't know me. You took the fine from my hand, and you paid it. And because of that one act... I, um, not only did I like you, I've sort of, you know, put up with a lot of sh**. I've given you benefits of more doubts than I should have. I do the right thing. I think I was raised to do the right thing. And because I do the right thing, I believe that, that, you know, I do, people can feel that when they're around me, that they can, Mm. they know that if they're in a knife fight, hey, you know, I, I expect them to be there, you know, and die with me, you know, and that's how I am. You're sort of like... A, a, I don't know if it's called an inert gas. It's a type of gas where you overall know what it's going to do, but at the microscopic level, you don't know where it's going. So I know if I send you to do a job, you'll get it done. 
but you might do it in your own, you know. Right. Your, your, and you know, I've I've learned to accept that. We've had some feedback from our first few episodes. Right. Um, we were talking about Mark, and I was saying, what if he doesn't get back to you? But he did let me know that he did respond to you. So what did he say back to you? Now, he said to me, he goes, hey, you're very talented. You've got many talents, a man of many talents. You know, and I thought to myself, well, he actually listened to what I um, put out there. And uh, he, he, he gave me some feedback. He's a good guy, man. He cares about people. He's actually going to come on an episode. Um, yeah. And maybe we'll do a segment of Getting Real with Mark. Right. Um, which would be good because, you know, he's he's the real deal. It's it's hard not to have respect for that guy. No, I don't, you, yeah, it is. And, 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 he, and he continues to do it. It's not an easy job for him to do that. It must be hard because he's always... He's got to be that guy to everyone else. You know, everyone's expecting him to G them up sort of thing. Yeah, but he's good at it. He is good at it, but, like, what if he needs, you know... Who does he call when he needs? He calls you, Billy. Well, you know what, man? Ever since I met that guy, I was like, this dude is like, you know, he's a real deal. I see what he what he tries to do, so there's no reason why I'm not going to give him his props from right off the right off the top, you know. So, but uh, it'd be great to have him uh, a part of the uh, podcast. It'd yeah, be well, excellent. he's yeah, he's gonna be on. I we also had some feedback from Steve, and Steve said, "Interesting convo. I didn't know that Billy owned a Porsche. You guys are like the two angry men in the Muppets, in the box in some parts. Very funny, which is, you know, what do you say to that?" Well, um, I said, yeah, we are a couple of curmudgeons. So we're grumpy. I don't think you're grumpy. I thought I was sort of had a young attitude, like an open, yeah, you're not you know, grumpy. like, yeah, I know. I, I, I don't know. I see things differently. I try, I try, but I do have my issues. Yeah. We haven't got enough time for that on today's podcast. No, 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 no. So, so when we do have Mark on. Yeah, we we have to be on point. We better be on point because um, he's had quality from us as professional at a professional level, but this is almost a personal level, so we kind of want to deliver. Well, we got to make him laugh. We got to yeah. make him say things. Um, yeah, because he's going to come at us. I mean, he's going to be a special guest. Now, my brother also sent a response. And he's a very tough critic. He said, it's entertaining. Uh, so continue. What car does Billy have? He said, he liked the riches to rag story. That's a, that's a great compliment. You know, that he, would, that he would say something about that, about us. Hopefully it could be from rags to riches, back to rags, and then to riches again. We, we just got a text back from Mark. I sent him a message saying, you're on the podcast again. He said, Jesus, there's got to be better topics. <laughs> Mark said that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We, we were recording earlier, but I was, I don't think, we might use some of it, but basically we started again because I was just like non-compos mentos. 
Sorry, it's not Mentos, Bill. It's Mentis. Not sane or one's right mind. So I was non-compost Mentis. Let me, let me ask, ask you, like, because it cross, crossed my mind. It's mm. like some things that, that you, like, need that you can't deal without. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like a nose trimmer, for instance. Well, you know my feelings on the, the nose trimmers. I think they should be freaking mandatory. In Australia, you know, like once you hit 25, the government should send you out one. Because there's a lot of nose hair crimes being committed by... Especially, like, one of my friends, and he thinks it's okay. He's, like, thinks it's a bit, you know, like, masculine. I'm like, no, that shit's not okay. you got to trim that shit or rip it out. But it's... why, though? I kind of think about it. I do it, but I don't like it because when I do it, I feel like my nose is exposed to, to the elements that I breathe let, in. Let where... me ask you a question. Do you see kids with hair in their nose? No. And they're doing okay. So why do adults need it? Because as we get older, our membranes become more more subjective to breathing in things. So the older you get, your immune system gets lower. And that allows things to come through your nose that, 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 that you don't really need to go into those membranes. And I okay. think that hair actually protects that. Well, so can I you just like trim it? I mean, we don't, it's just, there's nothing more distracting, especially when you're filming someone. And I actually had a guy I used to work with and I bought him like a nose trimmer. I'm like, it was around Christmas time. I'm like, I got you a Christmas present. Here it is. And then he's like, oh, I might use it. But I think you sent one to me too. I did send one to you. Yeah. I was very offended by that. Good. Did you use it though? I got the idea in your mind. You did, but I, I, you know, I was, I was done using scissors because it doesn't make any sense to stand up because you actually can stick yourself. So the nose mm. trimmer did come in handy, but I always kept thinking, you know, after I did my nose, I felt yeah. weird because I feel like I think that hair was put there for a reason. No, you know, that's and what as, they want you to think. That's how okay. they get you. They do get you, don't they? I think you look. I can see you now on FaceTime, and uh, I'm not seeing any... I think you're looking great. Uh, that's because I trim my nose hair. Yeah, looks fantastic. I tell you what, I, if because you use that, we are friends today. To put you it positively. What? So what things can't you live without? You can't have coffee anymore. What would you do? Well, I mean, we started recording this podcast, and we got like 20 minutes of stuff before, but... Because I hadn't had coffee, I didn't feel like, I was like boring myself. And I didn't feel alive, like I didn't feel like the Billy Higgins, like, Scooby-Doo, wop, 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 boo-doo, 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 wop, wop. Hey, that James Brown impression you did on episode three was really good. Did I do a James Brown? I love James Brown. Yeah, you got me singing. I've never heard the song. You're like, she's so out for some chicken change. James was always about food. Yeah. You know, he'd be like, huh, you know, grits, gravy, peas. Oh, really? Tea. Yeah. So he sold, he said something, even in the record, he goes, oh, he sold me out for some chicken change, which means you could get like three wings for like 30 cents. Okay. Back in the day. So he would always talk about food and, you know, I even did a party with him once, you know, um, 
Barbara Mandrell had a big party. Who? Barbara Mandrell, the country singer. Okay. And and James was there, right along inside the little curtains and everything. He was just there at the party. And they were doing some performing and and you know I was I was talking to him and he actually sounded like eh, 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 you can't understand it when he was talking. Yeah. And did, I didn't did he know your dad? Yeah, he knew my dad. Yeah. yeah, he knew my dad. Of course, everybody knew my dad. That's what's crazy about this whole world that anybody that was in jazz knows my dad, and I could be places and I'll say my name and they go, "Hey, man!" Because you got the same eyes as him. Yeah, he's just, everybody would just, you know, you could ask anybody, like, you could ask Barack Obama. Who's Billy Higgins? He goes, hey, he's a famous jazz drummer. Yeah. You know, because Barack is an old black man that it loves jazz. You know what I mean? You could ask Michael Jordan, you know, uh, uh, because they all listen to jazz eventually. So jazz becomes, in an older man's, you know, older people's lives, they, it becomes, it becomes like, part of their life it's really hard to play jazz drums that was pretty yeah. interesting no my dad i used to watch my dad a lot in fact i can't play you know i can't play soul music i can't play any kind of music I, the only sort of thing i can do on the drums is jazz and i can't yeah. do anything else i can't do anything i can't do hard rock i can't do any any of that but then i start playing jazz and he'd be like wow how do you do that I that's what i thought because if you see something so much, uh, you can do it. That's what the whole thing about life is. I used to sit under my dad at home and he, yeah. when he played the drums, and I'd just sit there and watch him. Mm. And, and that's what I mean. It's, it's like in life, if you can train yourself to do anything, it just takes a certain amount of time. You know. So if you teach a kid from three years old, two years old, you sit him in front of a, a piano and you play for him, mm. man, by the time that kid hits seven, they'll be playing Mozart. So we're like, ta-ting, 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 Talking about getting real. What's the deal? Tell it like it is. No faking it. Just keeping it, taking it to the top. Don't stop getting it real. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Getting Real. And for our second week in a row, we have Stephen joining us. And that's very formal there, Ben. Uh, sorry, we have Steve. Thank you for coming back after last time. And we've got some, we've had a few, we've had um, some progression in one of our car scenarios. And we thought, who else would be better to ask about it than you? So, Billy, do you want to fill us in on what's been going on? Yeah, I have a confession to make. I think we talked about you last time, and one of the things was that you know how you are. You've got good taste, and you want good things, and you like you like being having good things. Recently, the mirror on my car was taken off by a bus that <laughs> left a card, and I went to the insurance company, and they issued me a, a you know thing to go to a shop, take my car, all paid for, and everything. So in the meantime, they gave me a, a loan car. Ah, right. Yes. <laughs> See where I'm going with this. So now the long You're car... You're in love. <laughs> exactly. The long car is so much better, and I started thinking about you when I got it, and I was enjoying it so much because, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it makes me feel confident when I'm driving it. And, and you know, and, and I feel respected when I get out of it, like at the shopping center, and people look at me like, oh, he's cool. Compared to my car, which is raggedy, and I get out of it, and they go, oh, my gosh, 
he's going to rob me. Okay, so this is this is really good news to hear. Actually, I'm really excited about this conversation. What were you thinking, though, Billy? I'm thinking because you're going to have Steve... to give this car back at some point. Well, I am. Well... It's a long car, and I'm going to have to go back to my car. And and I'm thinking, you know, like when I get in the car. I turn the heater on and it works immediately. My car doesn't work. It takes like 10 minutes, 15 mm-hmm. minutes for it to heat up. You know, it's got a radio, you know, and I'm used to, I'm not used to having a radio because in LA, you know, my car got broken into like about eight times. They break the window, take the radio. And I was like, well, forget it. You know, mm-hmm. I just won't have a radio, you know, cause the window costs $150 to fix and I had to go out and buy a new radio. So, and speakers and everything when they stole from me. So, I'm not used to having a radio in the car, especially in Australia since I've been here. You know, I just don't have a radio in my car. It's that simple because that's the way I feel. But now I have a radio in the car. And I'm starting to be spoiled with that. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then when I get out of the car, it's like there's a a, a siren that goes off. It goes, beep, beep, beep. Your lights are on. And I turn the (laughs) lights off. Where in my car... You know, I get out of my car, if my lights are on, I come back an hour or two later, and my battery's dead. You know, and I'm starting to get spoiled. And I thought to myself, Steve was right. There's nothing wrong with having nice things to make yourself feel good. So that's my, you know, that's what, one thing I want to say to you. Thinking? Another thing was gas mileage. The car eats up gas. And I haven't put any gas in this car, and I've made like like 20 trips already, and I, it's still half full. So my car eats up too much gas. So the thing about it is I'm thinking I have to give the car back, but I'm thinking, Steve, would it be a good idea for me to go into debt and get a nicer car? You've got to understand what's the need for you to have a brand new car right now. And in my eyes, you've got one thing is you've been hit by a bus or a truck and you've lost your, your actual mirror. You're already in a situation where the car is probably not roadworthy. And even when they fix it, you haven't got a radio. I'm thinking this may be a, a sign. This is a sign. This is a what, sign. What it's... would a client say if they saw your car, Billy? I, I went to take my daughter somewhere and I pulled up into this big, it wasn't an estate, but it's a pretty big house. And it had grass and a driveway that went all the way around. And I drove up onto the grass. And the guy that lived there, he looked at me like he jumped out of his chair like, hell, what the hell are you doing? I was like, sorry, cuz. You know, like, I didn't mean to do that, homie. You know, he thought, well, who is this guy? Like, who is this ghetto dude driving driving this raggedy-ass car and pulling up on my lawn? Wasn't there smoke, com- steam coming out of the... There's smoke <laughs> coming out of it. it the, the bumper was hanging off. You know, it's just a tragedy. The car, if you see it coming, you think, oh, my gosh. And then... And you're you know, on I'll, their lawn, for God's sake. The the whole thing is 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 that, yeah, people see me coming and, and a client... A client looked at me one day because I was meant to deliver her a video and I had to meet her at a library. <laughs> and and the guy and the guy was like sitting there and he had his he had his hood up. And I said, Yes, I'm out here and I'm waiting for you. And she looked at him and went over to him and said, Ah, oh, are you Billy? With the video. And he goes, No, I'm not. You know? And and then, and then she looked over at me, I said, Oh, here I am. And I got out of my car and her you should have seen her eyes. They went like, Oh my God, like Billy's car, by the way. Do you know what car Billy has, Steve? Nissan. Nissan. A 92 Pulsar. Nissan Pulsar. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. We're going on 30 years. 2000, no, 1985. 2000. We haven't 92. got it. 92. 92. 92. 19. Go back to practically brand new, Billy. 92. 
yeah, I got it. Somebody gave it to me, and I was like, wow, thank you very much. It had 38000 on it. And the lady said, here, you don't have a car, so take this. And she gave it to me, you know. And I was proud of it that I had a car when I first got here, and I had a job. So, you know, like it has, it has some sentimental value, and it still runs, and I've taken care of it, but it's constantly falling apart. Do you, what I find though too, and I'm at that stage. It's funny you're talking about brand new car because I actually am looking, maybe upgrading my current car. Your uh, car is brand new. It's okay, ten see, years this old. Is, it's ten years old, and I tell you what, old? it's it's dying. Um, How is it dying? When it comes to maintenance costs, it costs oh, a yeah. bundle because it's a European car. It's a European car. That's right, and it's a V-dub cabriolet convertible. Very cool. Very stylish black leather seats. Very expensive to fix. Very expensive to fix. And I'm now at a point where I've just been going. I just think that it's just costing me so much to the point that I actually probably could have bought a brand new car (laughs) over the last five years. All these signs are telling you so, Billy. They're telling you that time is now. And why not embrace it? And probably you might get some good prices at this time at the moment as well. Coming to the end of financial year, there's always, always a lovely sale that you can get. But why, why don't you just keep this car once they fix the, the mirror? I mean, it was working okay. Why? Mm. I mean, you've Mm. been through a lot with that car, and you're just gonna kick it while it's down. He's gonna dump it because it's not even its own fault. What how many K's? Me? How many K's you got on like, that? Let's put it this way: the, the the K thing stopped. I think I think Ben's got it right. He's like, it does. It 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 is kind of like sad that I want to kick it to the curb because I put every, new parts into it. Like it's got a it's got a new fuel pump. It's got a new starter. It's got a new alternator. It's got a new battery. It's got a new fuel pump. It's got everything that a car needs to run. It does run, but it just. It's a bucket. It's cold inside. It's raggedy. The door handles are falling off, you know, and it just it's just not it's not as comfortable as a new car or you or a car that has like a closed in feel feel like you're in a in a uh, cockpit of a plane. You know what I mean? I don't I want that new car smell kind of thing going on. Well, you can actually buy that new car smell, you know. <laughs> uh, you're telling I, me the petrol is like costing you a fortune as well. So think about that's the, the uh, that's of... the only reasonable argument, I think. If you can save Thank money you. on that petrol, buy like a loan or whatever. But I think you've got to look at where you've been with that car, what it's done for you. I, I... Like this car right now, I, I had it last week, and me and my daughter went out to get some Chinese food. And I got out of the car, and I felt like I'm somebody, and I, my, my my chest was sticking out in the air. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, look at me. You know, nobody really cared. Oh, he's cool. He's got a nice car. He must have a job, you know. Well, and, it, it, you know, it builds endorphins. It makes you happy. You know, endorphins make that, you happy. Is and... that going to last? Oh, I, I think it will. If you're getting all these compliments... That, and not just think a, about that. What about the other things that can come with uh, a new car? It's a, a, it's, a, it's a newish a, car. Yeah, it's it's a feeling. You know, it's a feeling that I get. And if that and that goes back to saying, you what, know, like, what, I mean, actually, I need to sort of get an understanding. Of what is the what's the car you've got now that you're renting? What's the yeah? What, you, what have they got given you? It's it's a car that has a V on it. What is that called? A V eight? No, <laughs> the car that v. It, I forgot the name. Oh, of is it a but, sedan? Is it a SUV? What do the keys say? It's a little, it's a, oh, jeez. I don't have my keys on it right now. 
I mean, it's 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 a, it's a how many car. wheels does it have? It has four. <laughs> okay, and it's a little bitty, like kind of small car, like a little Echo Toyota something. Is it a Mazda two? There you go, right there. It's a Mazda, but it's not. It's one of that lower. There's no end. V with a Mazda. Oh, I don't know why they why it looks like this. Is, it's not an M. Yeah, I know what okay. you mean. It looks a bit like a V, the logo. It's a Z. Okay, a Mazda two. Mazda, a Mazda, a Mazda something, and it's it's. It's it's a nice car. It was nicer than my car. That's the whole problem. It's not like it's mm. it's like it's not like it's a newer new new car. It's better than my car, and that's what the problem is. You know, my my advice is that you've already made up your your mind. You, you definitely need a new version of a vehicle that we currently have. <laughs> How to go about it? Well, there's many many ways you can do that. Um, do you want it to be luxurious? Do you want it to be just basic do you want it to do the electric windows do you want it to have a radio right. <laughs> the things that that are important what are to you, you what are you looking at steve are you looking at like a beamer or something or some other no i'm not looking at beamer. <laughs> what are you what, what is i'm steve actually looking at mg <laughs> mg mg suv i i i just think that you know, it's nice to, when you have an SUV, you feel like you can control the road and you feel a little bit more powerful, a little bit more authoritative when you're out there on the oh. roads. Oh. And so when you're up that little bit higher, you can mm. see so much more around you and your awareness of surroundings is actually so much better as well. So it's a safer. I recommend recommend that, uh, you know, a small SUV for your work and what you do. I worked on a movie in America and there was a director, very well known, very rich, but he drove a bucket ass car to work. And I said, man, why do you drive this car? He goes, because it doesn't mean nothing to me. I know what I'm doing mm. and I can prove that I can do it. And people take me for what I can do, not not what car I drive, you know, and and. I think that's really lovely words, and, and I agree that that's a really nice sort of sentimental piece to talk about. I still think you'd look good with a better car. On that note, we'd like to thank you, Steve, for um, putting up with us again, giving us financial advice, giving Billy some car advice, and um, we'd be interesting to see, see where this goes, Billy. Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, Steve. This part of the show, we're going to do some final thoughts. This part of the show, we're going to do some final thoughts. Thoughts you might think at the end. What are your final thoughts from today? I've learned that I need to drink two cups of coffee before attempting to podcast, or I'm just like, I'm void of a personality, feels like. I think that it's a normal thing, you know, that, that you do need something. Everybody needs something to hype them up. Now, me, I'm your hype man, and I'll yeah. be hyping you. Yes. You know, I'll be pumping, like, hey, you know, like Ben, he's the shit. Tune in to our podcast, you know, uh, whenever you can, because at the end of the day, you're going to get something out of it. No doubt about it. Okay. What have you got out of this episode? What I got out of this episode is that um, I've learned that, you know, that, that, that we can overcome all of our thoughts to make them big thoughts. And if you're natural, you stand out. You okay. can't be artificial. People we... can tell. 
when you're have artificial. We, have we both been on the same episode? I don't remember learning those things, but that's that's okay. We don't have to pick get the same stuff. Okay. You've got that from this episode? Did we talk about any of that stuff? I guess a little I bit. Think it, I think it came within the episode. There's no reason to not keep it real because you sound more more official. You sound more... Um, um, people want to hear you when you talk the way you talk if you're mm -hmm. not trying to fake the shit, you know. Okay. So. And does that relate back to this episode? No, it doesn't. Okay. Well, maybe it does. Yeah, it does relate to this episode. How? Because I wanted to study last night all the questions, and I said, you know what, forget about uh, it. I see, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, you know, I get gonna, it. Gonna... So you've learned from this episode, well, you've seen proof in this episode that you don't need to be too rehearsed. Everybody out there listening to the show, if you enjoyed the show today, you know, just go to iTunes and give us a, a five-star review. You know, help a brother out. Help two brothers out. Give us a review. Give us a shout out. And um, that's I think that's it for today's show, Billy. Are we are we are we done for today? Man, this has been great, and I hope we got some something out of this. All right, good stuff, Billy. All right, man. Yeah.